I want us to open to the word of God, the book of Esther, um, addressing, this is now um, someone number six, and it is part four of how ordinary people did extraordinary things. And our focus today, uh, should time allow, should be Esther. And after Esther, we'll start addressing Peter uh, of the New Testament. But we'll see how th- we, uh, we go through this. Uh, and remember, the subject matter is understanding our call to evangelism. And I hope that it has been different with you since we began this series in terms of engaging people and sharing your faith with them. Because the objective of these lessons is to start our hearts to the need of sharing our faith with others. And remember the word of God is very clear. It says, if we shall be ashamed of him down here, what will happen? You'll be ashamed of us up there. So, and if you live and you walk the faith, there should be no difficult in sharing that faith with somebody. I encourage you as we continue, and this is the second month going. This is someone number six. I hope you have developed some convictions on how you're going to engage uh, the people you meet, even naturally. Uh, one of the ways that you can be able to share your faith uh, is... Those of us who drive when you are fueling your car, since somebody serves you, it's just a natural way. Uh, I mean, you, you, know, you tell them whether they have known about this man, Jesus. You just strike a conversation, a friendly conversation, and then tell them about who you are and your faith. And even if you don't, it's really, you have already sold a seed. If you are going to buy bananas, so you went to buy what? Bananas. Somebody is selling bananas to you. So as you are buying bananas, tell them about your faith. So there are so many opportunities we can use to share our faith. Not that we are going to start on the way. The only person you may not be able to engage much because you don't want to be said you are holding the queue is a supermarket when you are paying. So that, that may be more challenging. Because there are people behind you. But let us maximize. Let us take advantage of every opportunity to tell people about Christ. One of the things I was hoping to be a result of this uh, evangelism emphasis week is that we're gonna, we are going to have many of you invite your friends to come to church. Uh, I don't know whether you're doing that, but it's incumbent of, on you to do it. Because we all have different relationships and we can invite people to church if you're unable to uh, tell them much, they can come to church and they will hear the word of God preached. Amen? So, the book of Esther. The book of Esther. In Esther, I'll just read a few, a few, a few passages of the book of Esther and then I will, uh, I will be able to address several truths and principles. And uh, Esther chapter number 2, if you read verse 16 and 17, 
So Esther was taken into King Ahuslas into his house royal in the tenth month. His house royal in, his, uh, in the tenth month, which is the month of Tebeth in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vasti. Uh, and uh, you notice what is going on here regarding, uh, and of course, I don't want to go to the story of Vasti. It's another diff different story altogether. Uh, I just want to focus on Esther as a person. Uh, I want to submit to you today Nothing in our lives happened by mistake. Hallelujah. Nothing happens in life by mistake, by, by mistake or by accident. Nothing is a coincidence. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Every single thing is planned by our God who loves us and is working all things for our good. You know the Bible says that everything works together for good and to them who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. So even when we go through situations sometimes which are painful, one of the greatest joy I've had in the journey of life is to know that there is no suffering that is wasted. Even when you go through suffering or persecution or whatever it is you go through, nothing is wasted if you are going to keep a good attitude. So the secret is what? Keeping a good attitude. Blessed be the name of the Lord. As we read in the account of this great woman, and we are talking about a queen who saved a nation. I think that's how I titled that. Uh, well, in one of the, in some of the things I wanted you to bring, we're talking about extraordinary thing. We are talking about a queen who actually saved a whole nation. And, and this is a great story. So as we read her story, it appears that everything is working against her nation. Israel, but Esther faced the situation with courage, accepting God's will. She said, so I will go before the king. And this was to go before the king without an appointment. And that was not admissible. But she felt so persuaded after Mordecai has told her the plot of the extermination of the whole of the Jewish nation. She is, and, and Mordecai was a very, suppose I think uh, Mordecai was a very, very interesting gentleman because he, he, he did not express like desperation uh, when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when approaching uh, Esther. He said, listen, you, you're going to have to go and stand. Uh, to make petition for the 
for the, to, 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 for the nation of, uh, for the Jews. And then he said, listen, don't think that you are going to escape. Should you decide to fail to go? And Esther took the challenge and said, okay, go and let's declare a fast. For how many days? Three days. And after the end of the fast, I will go before the king. If I perish, I perish. Notice, the determination was the salvation of the Jews. And the, the, the king's signet had already been used by Haman, and it was now a decree. It was waiting for implementation. And this is a situation where we find Esther having to make a decision and calling for prayers and then saying, I'm going to face the king. Should I perish? I perish. But remember we have read something so special about uh, this Esther and it's, it's instructive to understand the issues that are raised here. And this can inform why it would have been so difficult for the king to ignore Esther. We have read together. Verse 17 of chapter number 2. What do we find about Esther? Bring it up back again. Come read it. What does it say? The king loved Esther more than all the other women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the loyal crown upon her head and made her queen. Now listen, the favor, when you have obtained favor, there are so many things that can go for you because of favor. Hallelujah. I like the song, Colossus used to sing that the favor of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. And we said the devil, but I know that I'm a winner. So this is what we find going on here. Of course, uh, Queen Vasti is another story that can be for another day. But you know, King Vasti was removed from the position, and uh, uh, you know, Queen Vasti uh, is removed from her position, and Esther is, uh, is put in praise. Uh, and of course, Queen Vasti, uh, you remember, uh, she did something that dishonored the, 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 the king, and the, and, the, and the people say, listen, if you don't punish this, this will be something that can be used by everybody to despise their husbands. Yeah. Can you use it again, you know? So, so this is, you have to deal with it. And of course, she, uh, the man had no choice. And um, uh, we, we notice she's now removed. Just, so Mordecai just happens to uncover a conspiracy against the king. Mordecai's actions are put in the official record by, uh, you know, you know, and, 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 and they were not just put there accidentally. There was a reason why the record was. And then, 
the king is having a night where sleep is not coming and decides to look at the, at the records. And what does he find? He finds the action of Mordecai. Amen? And the king decided to honor Mordecai and his, uh, and of course, remember at this time when the honor is coming, there is a man called Haman who has already done what? Finalized the plans. Including some garros being in praise. For who? To hang? Mordecai. Yeah. So, in the midst of these things, God was preparing the king to hear what Esther had to say, and the Jewish nation was saved from destruction. I want to ask you a question. Is your family going through a time of suffering? Are you unable to see a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel? In the midst of this darkness, don't forget to communicate this truth to your family that nothing happens by accident. It is, it's, a, it is, it's, it's all controlled by a God who loves us and wants the best out of our lives. And the king, of course, we find uh, the testimony of the favor upon, upon Esther. And uh, we, are, we, we as parents sometimes are faced with situations like this. When there are some of maybe children that can attract more favor than others and sometimes it becomes a big fight. But, you know, things happen very different even without intention or planning. When he asked the question, he wasn't trying to remind them that, uh, you know, of course, many, many, many situations when, when the king, notice the strategy of Esther. And, and I think it was so strategic. Esther never told the king everything. The first dinner. Do you realize that? Do you realize that? another dinner. And who are the guests? The king and Haman. And it turns out that when the king asked Haman what should be done to the person who the king has chosen to honor, In his wildest imagination, he would never have thought his arch enemy, who he had the plan to put in the garrows, was going to be the one who the king was going to honor. Notice what is going on here. Everything happens according to the God's counsel. So even the fact that he couldn't sleep and he saw the records, 
and saw the action of Mordecai and chose that Mordecai needed to be honored. And while this is happening, it is so happening at a time in which some petitions have to be done. And then everything starts unfolding. And it's in one of the nights, in one of the nights, especially when, when he went and reported at home, because you usually would report at home. And who do you report to? Report to your wife. The wife says, Vire maneno inaendelea. Huh? Inanakana kama? There is a thing that may take place. Do you realize that? It's a very interesting story. Because now the wife, even if maybe she, she knew all the plans about the girls and everything, and she had not told, no, she has not told her man, hey, wait, wait. What are you doing? You see, God have, has given women a sense, a gut feeling that can't explain. And I feel sorry for people who disregard their spouses because it's like women have a sense women don't have. And had, and therefore, even when this is happening, I'm not sure whether Haman got the message. But things went so quickly that by the time everything turned around, what do we find? Listen, things were happening so fast. Now, on this night now, the, 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 you know, Esther is petitioning, saying, saying, telling my people have been, have been, there is a conspiracy to destroy all the people, the Jews. And then the king says, who is it? that could have made such a terrible plan. And remember, because of the strategy of the dinners, the one who had done that is right where. And we find Queen Esther saying this, it is this wicked. Haman, you know, this was not like you are backbiting because the, the, the guy is where. It is this wicked Haman. Then the queen, the king is so infuriated and decides to withdraw a little bit. Are you following me, church? And when now the king has done that, Haman comes to bow to Esther. But you see, when the king comes back, he does not take it that he is bowing. Yeah? Are you with? You know, are you ready to, to, to go into this kind of act in my very presence? It's kind of triggered the anger. <laughs> and at that time, the servants, the king got the report. In fact, the girls are in praise. And the king says, go and hang him. Ukichiba shimo, ati unashibia adu yako, 
Unaanguka? Naanguka kwa heshima. Yes. You dig a hole targeting your enemy who will fall there? Yourself. It would have been far better for all the Jewish people in the book of Esther to have done things God's way and returned to their homeland. They would have avoided heartache and bloodshed. Saving the Jews was also part of God's promise to Abraham. According to the word of God, the book of Genesis chapter number 12 and verse 2 and 3, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Notice the statement. I make you a great nation. I will bless you. I make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And those who curse you, what will happen? I will curse those who curse you. And in you, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Psalm 68 verse 20, our God is the God of salvation and the God, and to God the Lord belongs, escapes from death. Our God is the God of salvation and to God the Lord belongs what? Escapes from death. Amen. Again, we see that God was faithful to keep his promise even when his people were disobedient. Make no mistake, God is in control. He will accomplish what he sets out to do. Nothing can interrupt his plan. Hallelujah! Nothing can interrupt the plan of God. Unajua, mipango ya mungu inategemea yeye. Wakati wengine mipango yetu, instead of trusting God, we, we, trust our, we trust ourselves. And the Bible says, cast is the man. Trust in man. And you forget you are also a man. So you can't trust yourself. God may even choose to use ungodly people and twist the sinful schemes of people to accomplish his plan. And we have used this scripture many times about the account of Joseph. I won't go back there right now. So, how God is able to shift things around. Has standing rise rate to envy at the Persian court. The newly appointed grad visitor, uh, uh, an Ammonite named Haman, Ammon being the ancient enemy of Israel, begat, began a plot to destroy all the Jews throughout the whole kingdom of Ahuzeras. According to what we find in Esther 3.6, he ordered the magicians to cast power or lots in order to pick the right day for the planned massacre. Who does he involve? Witches, magicians. To cast what? Lots to determine the date for the extermination of the Jews. You can only use those people you are associated with. <laughs> what do you think he consulted magicians? Because he had an association with magicians. You and I can never consult magicians. 
We, we, don't, we even don't know them. <laughs> Do you know magicians? <laughs> Unless you hear people talking about you don't know them. So you have no business with them. So Queen Esther warned of the conspiracy by her foster father, was warned about the conspiracy by her foster father, Mordecai, who broke the news and then broke the news to the king and identified Haman as the instigator. Enraged, Ahuzla turned to Haman and cried, will he even assault the queen in my presence, in my own house? <laughs> as Esther 7, 8, omniscient Egypt to today see the women who ruled the world. Now Haman and his sons were dragged out to be hanged, but nothing could be done about Haman's planned massacre because it had been issued as a royal decree. So we find Esther moving in a tearful way to plead the king. And the king then gave out another decree, authorizing all the Jews in his kingdom to bear arms so as to defend themselves. Thus, equipped Jews were prepared when the militia uh, uh, came to murder them and they struck down all their enemies with a sword, slaughtering and destroying them, according to Esther 9 and verse number 5. Ever since that happy deliverance has been celebrated during the, during the Jewish Feast of Purim on the 14th day of the month of Adar as a day for gladness. That holiday, that celebration continues to this day. <laughs> you find that in the book of Esther, chapter number 9 and verse 19. I want to move very quickly to mention several things about Esther. Things that distinguish Esther, which everyone desires to have. Things that distinguished Esther that should be the aspiration of all of us. One of the things about Esther is that she was likable. Hallelujah. Esther was what? Likable. It was easy for her to attract friends because she was not hateful. Okay? Esther was what? Likeable. Are you likeable? Do you carry yourself in a manner in which people have no choice than to like you? Okay? Yeah? Because there are certain things they will command likability or respect or honor. Yes. Have you ever met people you have never seen before? And just by looking at them, you liked them. Yeah? Maybe because of the smile they had on their face or the graces they expressed in their demeanor, just like them. But on the same vein, have you met with people who are hateful? Yeah? People you don't even want to greet. 
because you can sense ni watu ambao wanaweza kutolea mkono kukusalimia though these days we are not greeting anairudisha anisalimia kwa nini kwani wewe ni nani We need to be what? Likeable. Then, one thing that is also very, very special about Esther is that she was a woman of conviction. She used every opportunity to advance God's purposes. Are you given to conviction? You know, when you are a man of conviction, you cannot compromise what you believe. Amen? A man, men and women of conviction cannot be corrupted. They, they cannot take money, uh, they cannot be part of a conspiracy to take money that does not belong to them. Just because of conviction. Conviction. Being a person given to conviction. You see, that is the only way that she would be able to take the challenge given by Mordecai that she could not hold her peace knowing that a conspiracy has been done to destroy the people. It is only conviction that can drive you to do something that is endangering your own life. That's conviction. Number three, she was an intercessor. She was an intercessor. Notice in the book of Esther chapter 4 and verse number 16, go gather together all the Jews that are present in, uh, in Shushan and fast for me and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so I will go into the king, which is not according to the law. If I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went to carry out the instruction. An intercessor. We need intercessors. Esther 4.16 was a scripture. Oh, how much we need intercessors. Intercessors to stand in the gap for the nation. Amen? You know, it is upon us to defend the purpose of the nation of Kenya. Is upon us to defend the protest, uh, prophetic destiny of this nation. It's our responsibility. And therefore you must, you and I must be willing to do what? To intercede. And there is a clear instruction that we pray for kings and those in authority. It's an instruction from the word of God. If we want a life of tranquility, 
it is going to be depend on how much prayer we bring before God. For, you know, the Bible says God is able to turn the hearts of kings around. It is our intercession that can remove the wicked from before the king. And what is the Bible that says this? Remove the wicked from before the king. And what will happen? His throne will be established in righteousness. So, you and I have a duty. I said we have a duty. To intercede. And that duty is an awesome duty. And that duty is a duty we must carry out with vigor. Because things don't just happen. Things happen according to the counsel of heaven. And you and I are the only one who are able to approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy to help us in the time of need. Are you committed to do, to be the God's battle axe? Amen? I want you to bring the book of Proverbs, chapter number 25. We read, we read verse 4 and 5. Proverbs. We can move there. Proverbs 25, verse 4 and 5. Proverbs. It says, take away the dross from silver and it will go to the Silversmith for jewelry. Take away. Come on, read it. Take away. Let's stop like there. Who has the mandate and capacity to do that? It's us. One as if we We have the mandate. Take away the wicked from before the king. Yeah. Yeah. This can only, be hap- that can only happen because you and I intercede. And that is what we find Esther doing. Leading an intercession that, re- that saved a whole na- nation. The whole Jewish people were saved because of an intercession whose leader was Esther. Amen? That's very important. Number four. She was a woman given to courage. It took courage to go before the king without a prearranged appointment. We find in Esther 4, 
16b, courage. Let me tell you this. God discriminates against the fearful. God does not use the fearful and the unbelieving. In fact, the fearful and the unbelieving are in the category of where the dogs and the witches will be. Do you know that? They will be outside. So don't be a man given to fear. If you know these are matters of principle, you come out courageously. Amen? And speak what is in your heart. In fact, do you know why a lot of people are unable to share their faith? Yes, fear. Sasa, nikimwambia alafu akatae, kwani kuna shida gani? Sinye atamekata. Nikimwambia aniongereshe vibaya. So what? Another thing about the quality that is so desirable for Esther, she possessed godly wisdom. And, and, and the wisdom is what I had alluded to earlier, how she was so strategic in the manner she arranged her dinners. If you have opportunity, you don't have to say everything the same. Yeah. But why do you think, and this is for your thinking, all of us can think differently. Why do you think that she did not tell the whole story the whole night? The first night? Because she had it all. Why do you think she didn't? Yeah? And some of you can think maybe she needed to have the opportunity to prepare different kind of food so that <laughs> wow. Whatever it is, but she did not say everything. Yeah. She did the first dinner, then she said, Please, if I have found favor in your sight, come. Amen. There's something special about dinners. Amen. You know, Pastor John, I hear them say, the way to a man's heart, yeah, through the stomach. That's the way we come Wow. Yeah. So the first dinner, the second dinner, and then the whole conspiracy is brown out. And the instigator of the conspiracy is seated. Let me ask you this. Don't you think even Haman was eating? Enjoying food that was not going to be enjoyed for a long time. <laughs> yeah? 
You know, I usually consider that Haman was a very strong man because when the king said, go and do everything you have said to Haman, go and say, sorry, go and do everything I've said to Mordecai, what would have happened? He would just have fainted. Yeah? Because when he was giving the prescription, he thought it was... It was me. This cannot be anybody else. It's me. So this is what shall be done. This is what shall be done to the person who the king has decided to honor. So can you be an Esther? I, I want to just lay a little bit of foundation about the next person who I will continue picking up uh, in the next service. But just before I do that, I want to I want us to look at the book of Psalm 33. And maybe I may just have to as the time is running out, I may just deal with this. What the Bible says here, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. But hallelujah. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. I like this. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Amen. Our work is to find the heart of God. God's counsel. Because God's counsel shall do what? Shall stand forever. No one can withstand his counsel. Amen? I will not introduce Peter. Because I will not have no time to do that. I want us to consider this. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. Wale wanakupangia mambaya wanafanya kazi ya buli. Kwa sababu yoni mipango ya? Na mungu mwenyewe diatafanya nini? God will bring those plans to zero. That's a promise. But his counsel, God's counsel, shall stand forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Hallelujah. That's one of the things we find in an account that we refer to, which was a statement not from a godly man, but a person who had learned very hard way but he had to testify anyways. 
Amen? He had to turn around and give testimony. If you open the book of Daniel chapter 4 and verse number 35. Daniel 4, 35. is a great passage. What does the Bible say? Or the inhabitants of the earth as are reputed as nothing and God does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one can restrain his heart or ask him, what doest thou? That is the God you serve. Hallelujah. Yes. That's the God that you and I serve. And let us serve him with diligence. I said let us serve him with our whole hearts. Let us serve him unreservedly. He is worthy of our all. Hallelujah. Amen. He is the same God who says in the book of Isaiah 54 and verse number 17 that there is no weapon fashioned or formed against you that shall prosper. And every tongue which raises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter number 54. If you read the entire passage, it talks about the comfort for their, for their burdened. But it's good to know that there's no weapon formed against you. I shall prosper. Let's stand up on our feet. Let's think about Esther. One single woman. But we began by talking about the favor that was upon Esther. Nakibali uwezi kununua. Hallelujah. Kibali una attract the favor. Favor. When you have the favor of the Lord, then doors will open without a lot of pressure. Favor. As we wrap up, I want us to meditate. On that passage of Esther, chapter number four, chapter two and verse number 17, I believe it was. 
Hallelujah. The king loved Esther. I want you to experience the love of God because he is the king of kings. Amen? The king of kings. Just as this king loved Esther, this king loves you. Amen? We find because of that love, she obtained grace and favor. What you and I need more than anything is grace and favor. Grace and favor. Grace and favor. Grace and favor. Amen. Grace. How sweet is the song that says, as we see it once again. Through many dangers, storms and snares. You know the things that have been going on in this country. You know what COVID-19 has done. But because of this grace, that's where we are whole, that's where we are saved today. It is God by His grace that has kept us. It's not because we were so careful more than anybody else. It is this grace through me.
Amazing grace, amazing grace. Through many dangers, storms, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that has kept me safe. And that grace, that grace remains the same. I don't know the things you are dealing with now, but I want you to know the grace of God is sufficient. For God's power is made perfect in weakness. I don't know what you are managing. I don't know what you are contemplating. I don't know what you are dealing with. But I want to say the grace of the Lord is sufficient. Yes, it is. Tell him what you want. Just speak to him. What is your need? What are you believing God for? Grace, grace, the grace is released. The grace is at your disposal. As we wrap up this service today, could you be there and you're saying, Pastor, pray for me. And so many things seem to mount against me. I just don't know what to do. My business is almost corrupting. I've been given a notice that my job may not be held any further. You are there and you need the miracle of grace to sustain you through whatever you are dealing with. I want you to lift up that they will find grace to help them in the time of need. Whatever needs they are dealing with, we pronounce your intervention in the name of Jesus. And maybe you are there, you are saying, Bishop, I'm not even born again. And I mean this sanctuary. Lift up your hand if you want a prayer for salvation. This is the greatest decision any mortal man can make. Do you have any unsaved person? We don't want you to go home today unsaved. Father, we thank you for all the men and women in this sanctuary because they have found their faith in you. Let them continue to prosper in every way. And there are people who are unwell. You know you're battling a, con a situation of health and you need prayer. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand before the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, there are those who are not feeling good. They are lacing their hands before you, not just before us. I pray for divine intervention that will liberate them from their affliction. Let them receive health because you paid for it as part of your grace mission to humanity. We honor you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us celebrate the goodness of the Lord. We appreciate of you are followed online. God bless you. We know you have engaged with a great message and it can be yours if you just turn to the Lord in obedience. 
I want us to share in the words of the grace. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord.